Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Nina. Nina is from Finland and currently works for the city of Helsinki, matching people to companies. And, as you will hear, she has spent a lot of time in English-speaking countries. We chatted about speaking Australian English, working with international talent, and the difficulties of phrasal verbs. But I started by asking Nina to tell me a little bit about herself. So, my name is Nina, and I'm from Finland, obviously. <laughs> um, I work Uh, as a business coordinator at the city of Helsinki, I work in this uh, project called International Talents Accelerating Growth. So basically, um, I work with the theme of like helping companies to recruit international people who are in Finland. So that's what I do at the moment. Lovely. Um, tell me a little bit about your English at first. So when did you start learning English? So I started learning English when I was around eight or nine years old. Mm -hmm. And from then on, I've been learning it through like all of my, obviously, educational career and after as well. Um, so I did start with like obviously really basics, but I actually was a bit of exposed to English before school already because my cousins live in England so I had to use it every now and then when they came to visit because they didn't speak Finnish so I got a bit of a start before school and then um, obviously throughout the school actually English was my uh, favorite subject so I always loved to learn it and I was always top of the class and uh -huh, great. <laughs> I, I guess it was kind of easy for me so so that's I guess why I liked it <laughs> why do you think you found it easy what's easy about English do you think um I don't know it felt kind of logical for me at least the grammar like somehow it was quite natural to learn it because in Finland we get uh, a lot of exposure to English from like very early years yes when you look watch any tv shows or movies we only have sub subtitles on but we don't dub them so that really helps with the language learning you sort of already know the words before you start uh, actually learning it yeah so so I don't know I just naturally picked it up and then during actually my during uh, my high school or is it upper secondary school in Finland I, I went to do an exchange in Australia so that actually wow. really enforced the language learning and I would say that's when I learned it like the proper way in a way because I got to use it every day for one year so that's when I actually I would say that's when I learned it even better than in school <laughs> yeah how fantastic so were you there as a student or were you working in Australia yeah I was a student so I was 17 years old and I did like the final year of high school there took part in the year 12 
classes there with all the rest of the students and that was really exciting that was a great experience and after that I felt for a while that I could actually speak English very well (laughs) (laughs) when you arrived in Australia did you find that the type of English was very different or was it similar to what you were learning oh yeah it was very different (laughs) sometimes I felt like it was a different language at first so I think the first two weeks when I got there I I was just awed by it because I I couldn't really follow up the conversations and I I was silent all the time. So people probably thought that I was really shy because I didn't, but I was just trying to keep up with what they were saying. The accent was so different. So yeah, it was hard at first, but once I got used to it, that was the English that I started speaking as well. Yeah, sure. Do you find yourself saying good day instead of hello? (laughs) I did that once and everyone (laughs) laughed at me. So I stopped saying it. (laughs) But there were many like uh, colloquial sayings and sort of slang words that they used. And I noticed that like I had no idea what they meant. And if I used them now in Finland, everyone would be like, what? I think it's so fascinating to learn these different little bits. And whereabouts in Australia were you? Uh, I was in Perth, so okay. I was on the West Coast, actually, so far from the, the biggest cities of Sydney and Melbourne, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was a great place. I'm sure. What and I actually place. went to Australia uh, again uh, to do my internship. I went to Canberra to work at the Finnish embassy there. So oh, that was wow. my other Australian experience. Yeah, <laughs> and how was that? Was that very different being in Canberra from being in Perth? Uh, I would say, yeah. And obviously, because I was an adult by then, um, it was a different setting altogether. And it like Canberra was like a very international city because all the embassies are there. So I was in this little embassy bubble uh, of different nationalities. So so it was quite quite different, I would say. Tell me a little bit more about your work at the city of Helsinki. So um, I work as a business coordinator. So that means that I work a lot with companies. I basically contact companies within the Helsinki region and I sort of map out their recruitment needs and especially uh, concerning like international talents that are in Finland or still abroad, like if they are willing and open to recruit international talents. Do you find then that companies in Finland are looking for more international people so they're more open to speaking English now? Definitely a lot has changed for like in the past five years, even, I would say. Um, so, yes, uh, more and more companies are open to English speaking uh, candidates and English speaking employees. Mm-hmm. And obviously all the multinational uh, international companies like the big companies are already like English speaking uh, in the core. But then then smaller companies and especially startups are sort of taking that way now so they are realizing that they need international talents especially on the IT sector and like tech fields. It's interesting because obviously you have then contact with people from different places around the world all speaking English. Do you notice if there are big differences in the type of English people speak? Definitely uh, there is and I do talk a lot with like job seekers that are from different countries and have come to Finland and then they apply for jobs here in English. So I do talk with them every now and then, mostly in writing, but sometimes also like in, in meetings and so on. Mm-hmm. So definitely a lot of differences. And I'm in my previous work, I did a lot more of this type of thing. So I talked with international students who are planning to apply to Finland to study. Yeah. It's sort of once you get accustomed to hearing it, 
and speaking with the people from that country, then it gets easier. Absolutely. Tell me, what about your own English then? What would you improve about your own English if you had time to take English lessons? I probably would improve all aspects of it. Oh, really? No. <laughs> but um, I would probably, most of all, I would want to improve my vocabulary. Okay. Because sometimes I feel like I use quite like, in a way, easy English. So I would like to get more variation in the vocabulary that I use. So learning to use like different expressions and synonyms to some words. So then it would become like richer. Then like, for example, uh, I would like to learn to use like phrasal verbs a lot more. That's uh -huh. one thing I was thinking before I came to talk with you, like what's the dif most difficult thing for me? And I feel like I struggle with phrasal verbs. They are okay. really difficult. <laughs> Why? Do there are so many of them. Uh -huh. and, and you sort of have to learn them by heart. It's not always logical how you put up the verb and the preposition together. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting one. Are there any particular phrasal verbs that you are happy using? Or is it just sort of all of them you think, no, no, thank you. I, I won't try. <laughs> sure, of course, like very common ones are easy to use because sure. I don't even think about them like mm. watch out or look it up or mm. but like like very common ones that you use in everyday life. But then mm. there are those, I wouldn't say more rare ones, but the ones that I hear more native speakers using. Yeah, okay. So I think that like using them makes you sound more native. <laughs> and that's why I would like to learn them. Do you think it's important to sound more native or is it okay to be a non-native speaker? Well, I've been thinking about this and for a long time I wanted to sound like a native speaker. Like I tried to speak like with a British accent. And obviously when I was in Australia, I was trying to speak Australian English but I always fail at it. I actually lived in uh, the US as well. <laughs> oh, really? Months. So I've, I've had exposure to all of these like major Englishes. And then I just, I'm not going to sound like a native speaker unless I live there for a long time. And until that happens, I think there's no point for me to try and sound like a native speaker because I'm not. And, mm. and I've sort of uh, accepted that I sound like a Finnish person. But it's funny that you use the word fail. I don't think it's a failure at all. When I attempt to speak a different language, it's very obvious that I'm from the UK, <laughs> but I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. I, I did study like English philology in university okay. and we were taking um, these phonology courses and they were like, they were native um, speakers who were teaching us and they were sort of really strict like how we pronounce things and I remember like like one particular one uh, that they said that they always know that it's a Finnish speaker when they say oh sound like oh ah. <laughs> like you don't know not <laughs> you don't know and I'm like and for a while I, I managed to try and do the right way but then I just gave up. <laughs> That's hilarious I don't think there's necessarily a a real right way about these things but as long yeah. as people understand what you're saying exactly <laughs> and, and and I think actually there'd be areas of the the UK where it would be you don't know it would actually you sound like you're from the north of England so oh, I don't think okay. It's right here. okay final question then Nina what advice would you give a learner of English to help them mm, I would tell them obviously to watch tv shows and movies in English 
if if you're struggling with no subtitles then maybe use like english subtitles that usually helps me at least for example to follow different accents so that it's not too stressful to follow the lines and then at least for me like uh, expanding my vocabulary has uh, been easier when i read english books so like english literature really helps in like you don't have to check every word from the dictionary but it really sort of gives you words that you never use in your everyday language so i i find that really helpful actually i'm going to i'm going to tack on another question uh with the type of work that you do what type of advice would you give someone who's writing their cv in english um well this is not maybe only about english mm-hmm. but i would give like the best advice i can give is to make everything very concise Mm -hmm. because I see a lot of CVs where you have written like many sentences about each of your work experience but nobody no recruiter has time to read those so sort of make it very concise and short and only add the things that really matter for the job that you're applying to so that's I think the number one (laughs) thing that many many people should improve in their CVs. I think that's really great advice. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nina. Great advice from Nina. Whether in English or in another language, be concise on your CV and focus on the job you're applying for. So, thanks to Nina, this episode's pronunciation tip is a grammar and vocabulary tip. Phrasal verbs. I know English learners become a little nervous when we talk about phrasal verbs and try to avoid them. But my advice is to have a go. You only learn by trying. A phrasal verb is a structure in English with a verb plus one or more prepositions. Words like on, in, off, out, of, up, down. But each combination has either a specific meaning or many meanings. Hmm. So, for example, we use the verb get and the preposition on to express when and where we enter public transport. For example, I get on the number seven bus each morning or I got on the train in the city centre. We can also use get and on to express that everything is okay. For example, how are you getting on at school? Or I get on with my colleagues which is nice. I understand why learners become a little unsure with phrasal verbs, but it's worth exploring the many, many combinations. So, to practice, I have three examples of phrasal verbs with the irregular verb put. Put, put, put. First, to put on. This can mean to dress. For example, I put on my clothes before I eat breakfast. To put on can also mean to stage, to organise or to host. Try this sentence. We're putting on a party next Saturday for my mum. Next, to put off. This means to delay or to postpone. Try this sentence. Can we put off today's meeting? Finally, to put out. This can mean to extinguish. For example, they put out the fire very quickly. To put out can also mean to release, to post or to publish. Try this sentence. The company put out a statement about their new director. 
So, if you want to organise something, don't delay. Post your ideas for everyone to see. Or, if you want to put something on, don't put it off. Put your ideas out there for everyone to see. Over to you to practice. So, there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation and grammar tips, more advice, and most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Nina, and for her music, a massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlisle. Bye for now.